everyone, welcome to the In The Loop podcast with Circle. My name is Harini and I am a student assistant at Circle. Today I will be interviewing Christina Kerr, who is a lead academic advisor at the UW Undergraduate Advising Office. Christina, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself and your role at the University of Washington? Hi, well thank you for having me. Sure, I've been an advisor at the university for about 16 years. I first started in the political science department, so I have some experience in a department. And now I, as you mentioned, I work in um, undergraduate advising. And the undergraduate advising office primarily works with freshmen and sophomore students as well as transfer students. If you're in a department, you have a departmental advisor, and you can still come back to the undergraduate advising office to answer ask quick questions. So we have um, broken up the groups of students. So we each reach out to what are called our assigned advisors. And it's an opportunity for students to be able to come into the office. So that's a little bit about um, the work that I do. I have a degree in political science from the University of Vermont, so it, it sort of makes sense that I started in the political science office. And we do very similar types of advising. When you're in the major advisor, you, you focus on helping students finish up in regard to the classes you still need to for the major and talking about uh, career exploration and graduation. And so we work with you before you get into a major as you're planning and seeking out how to go about getting into different majors because they have different um, requirements and things that students need to do. So I enjoy um, helping students sort of problem solve and think about what they're really interested in studying and then be able to develop a plan based on that in addition to a whole bunch of other types of things that we do. Like many of you have come in for when you need pre-major extensions, when you're thinking about a hardship withdrawal, uh, questions about whether you need to contact financial aid. So we also answer a whole host of different types of questions, but our primary work is to help students um, learn how to apply for majors and multiple majors, not just one major at a time. Thanks. Wow, uh, it appears like you have an extensive amount of experience providing support to students in various areas. We're really excited to have you on. I have a couple of questions from students regarding how to manage academic and logistical changes in light of the current crisis. How is UW undergraduate advising continuing to support students while UW has transitioned to this completely online remote education? Mm-hmm. Well, that's a really good question. Um, some of what we ordinarily do when there isn't um, sort of remote learning is that we reach out to students via email and send them the, a link so that they can make an appointment with us right in that email. So each student should get a reached out um, from an advisor. And so we can still continue to do that because that's online. And so what we're also doing now is including a Zoom link so that if students want to meet via Zoom, they would be able to have that link and I would meet them in the Zoom room at the appointment time. So students would make an appointment, they would get a confirmation, and the confirmation would include that link. And so what I would also say about that is that we know students are in different time zones. 
and you might want to schedule a little bit outside of the normal um, this time, which is right around 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Some advisors might meet you a little bit later. I know that I will meet students at eight or nine o'clock in the evening if that works out a little bit better on your end so you're not up sort of in the middle of the night. So with that email, you also get um, the email address of the advisor and you can email them and say, thank you very much. I'd like to meet with you, but could we do by phone because you might not want to do it on online. If you're not doing it with your video in Zoom, we'll ask you a few questions. Um, to confirm your identity. You have a right to privacy and we have a right to help you to maintain that, to make sure that we are talking to you and there isn't somebody else asking questions on your behalf. So just be expected to be able to answer a few identifying questions. There are some I think questions that you would absolutely know. Um, if we're gonna talk on the phone or if we're gonna go via Zoom and we're not going to be going face to face. So we're still continuing to do that. We still have drop-in as well, and that goes the same for Zoom. You can do a Zoom with your um, video or without, and we are able to really do some of the same kind of planning that we do even in an individual appointment. Lots of what we're doing right now is helping students figure out what other entity on campus they might need to talk to, People are wondering about housing, so we can refer them to housing. One really wonderful thing about the university is they have developed some really robust web, uh, websites so that there's a lot of information on them about how to work through the sort of distance that we have between us when we're trying to get our financial aid, our housing fixed. Um, all advisors, including departmental advisors, have gone online. Some are doing information sessions online. So if you're in a department, um, I would go to their website. A lot of departments have put right on their front page how to work with them online. So we're answering some of the same questions. I imagine that when we get back into the quarter where we're in person, we can do some deeper level um, sort of problem solving and, and really trying to figure out some issues that probably need a little bit of FaceTime. Um, but most of what um, students are needing to do really can be um, worked through with Zoom. Thank you for the detailed information, Christina. We're really glad to hear that UW Undergraduate Advising is making all these extra efforts to support students during this critical time. Like, I think it's really important to offer extra time zone for students like international students. Uh, so thank you for that. Uh, now that we're halfway through the quarter, do you have any tips for students on how to assess their progress during the quarter and perhaps take action if they feel things aren't going as well as they expected? Sure. Well, that's something that happens during the regular quarter when we're in person. It certainly takes on um, a different look um, when you are doing everything in Zoom and some additional things that might be challenging to keep up with your studies. So usually the first thing I always talk about is trying to identify what actually is the issue. Sometimes I think talking to somebody else and sort of explaining what's going on can help you see some, see some kind of blind spots that you might not. They might be able to offer you some advice. Oh, based on what you're talking about, have you thought about trying this? 
I mean, we're, now that we're working at home, maybe there are different things that we could do at home to make our environment more conducive to, to doing well. Are you having um, difficulty with the material that's in the class? How can we connect with the faculty members? Also, um, as I mentioned, most UW services are up and operating. And what we'll be able to do, I hope, is potentially maybe um, add some websites um, to this um, podcast. Or if not, we could know that you could just go to the UW website and type things in the search box engine. Clue, which is our academic uh, study support, is all online right now, so you can still work with a tutor. The counseling services are still available. You can spend time um, on their website, find out what might work best for you. Do you want to do just a drop-in? Um, so there are ways to engage with the people on campus to help you sort of figure out what's going on, to maybe help you come up with a plan or how to reach out to somebody you would need to talk to. And also there's always the opportunity to drop a class. If you've registered for more things that you think that you'll be able to finish well by the end, I think it's always a good idea to just consider dropping a class, especially under these circumstances. Um, and we can talk you through that and look at what some of the implications would be if you were going to drop or when you would retake it, things like that. So that's a really good opportunity to kind of talk with your advisor about. But also you want to be able to um, use the academic calendar on the University of Washington. That has some great information. I encourage students to bookmark that because that has when you register, the deadlines for dropping, changing classes to SNS. So that's a good resource to refer to really quickly, especially around making those changes in your registration. Thank you for your input, Christina. I definitely think that this is a new and challenging time riddled with a lot of uncertainty. And it's really important that there are actions that students can take and resources available that they can turn to when they're struggling. And I think that you've highlighted a lot of those very crucial resources and they will be able to take advantage of them now. What should students consider if they want to take classes elsewhere during the summer and transfer those classes for a credit back to UW? Yeah, that's a great question, too. We are working with students who are looking at taking classes online somewhere else through a um, community college in Washington State or in their home state or um, somewhere else outside of the United States. The community college system in Washington State has a tool that you can access on the UW website. If you type in transfer guide, and what that is, is a list of all the community colleges and how their credits will transfer over to UW. Take a look at that if you're going to take classes in Washington State. There isn't that kind of resource for if you're out of state or you're in another country. What you do in that case is you want to look at the classes you want to take somewhere else, get a good description of them, and sort of cut and paste those into an email and send them to your advisor. Your advisor can tell you how those credits will count, especially if you want them in a certain category, like 
your general education requirements or if you want to use them towards a major. So your major advisor would be able to also look at those classes, but you can just start by sending, this is what I'm thinking about taking, can you please let me know, you know, how they will transfer back here for everybody who's transferring classes back to you, Deb. You will contact the registrar's office at that school you're taking the classes at after you get a grade. When you're finished and you get a grade, then they have the document that needs to be sent to the UW so that those classes will show up on your UW transcript. And then they'll be able to count towards your degree here. One thing to know is that your GPA in terms of the grades that you earn somewhere else, don't change your UW GPA. So they'll come over, be on your transcript, but they will not mix in with your UW to give your UW GPA any kind of change because your UW GPA is just that. It's your UW GPA. So you can see there's a number of different things to think about when you wanna take classes somewhere else. It's certainly fine and many people are doing that, work with an advisor to make sure where you're taking them, those classes will come over to the UW and then where they'll show up. So there's sort of no surprises when you get back here that, oh, I didn't know that class wouldn't transfer or I wanted it as part of my science credits. It's difficult to take classes, especially in the sciences that are in a series. So for example, math 124, 125, 126. You can also think about chemistry 152 and if you're taking something that's out of sequence somewhere else, sometimes that's really difficult because classes are taught differently, especially in the sciences. So sometimes you have to take more than one. So this is a lot of sort of nuanced information. So please do reach out to an advisor and we'll help be able to walk you through this. It's not that sort of time consuming to, to do that. I personally am a transfer student and a lot of the information that you mentioned is very useful and relevant. Uh, so I really appreciate you sharing that information with us, Christina. Uh, what can students do to start planning for the fall quarter in terms of courses? Yeah, well, this is the time to be doing it. Registration is coming up and many of you have already thought about what classes you're taking in regard to prerequisite for, for majors, maybe doing some of your um, language requirements or your general education requirements. At the very least, if you're not in a major yet, it's really, if you haven't done this yet, is to spend time on the major's website. Each department has its own website that is very detailed and rich in information about what students need to know in order to be able to be a good candidate for that department, when they need to apply. Some majors you can apply every quarter, some once a year. What other parts of the application would you need to get prepared for? Some have a, um, an essay you need to write. Business has a, a writing assessment. So all of that type of information is on websites. And I highly recommend looking at a few different majors. As you probably already know, you know, we have competitive majors, which you want to take prerequisites to get as competitive as you can, but let's go ahead and also look at what other majors and what other prereqs there might be. So maybe you're taking prereqs for one major, two, and maybe one for another. And this is again where you would spend time uh, chatting with your advisor about what your plan is. But I really think now that especially we have more time to kind of delve into that, 
Websites have great information about once you're in the major, what kind of internships they might have, what kind of study abroad, what are the backgrounds on the faculty. So spend a good 15, 20 minutes, open all the different tabs. And then for yourself, make sure that you keep in a notebook or somewhere else that you're keeping track of this not just the classes but again when you can apply some you can apply every quarter but it has to be during the first two weeks and so you want that sort of information that a quick reference for yourself so you don't have to kind of go back on the website each time you're trying to find that so i think that that's what you can do in terms of preparing to register for for fall and and really any quarter yeah i think a lot of freshman students are currently having anxiety about applying to majors so I think your feedback is really helpful in this matter. Uh, considering the transition to remote learning, it's also really helpful to have the perspective of an advisor from undergraduate advising so that they can sort of anticipate any changes in terms of course planning. Is there anything else that we haven't covered yet that you want to make sure that students are aware of? I think the most, one of the most important things we can do, I think not as, not as just students, but as we're encountering some difficulty or we have some questions or lots of times we just don't have enough information to make a decision so reach out as early as you can like i said with a friend with a relative um and think about what kind of um things you can do to make some changes if it's academic you really want to work with an academic advisor or a faculty member but for some other things i guess what i'm saying is sort of the sooner you can address things the better i know that being sort of not in class there might not be sort of those sort of cues or sort of schedules that keep you into okay so things are going well and now what do I do? It might be a little different at home. So just keeping in the front of your mind, how are things going? Should I have a chat with somebody just to sort of connect? I think that connecting is really important during this time. And even if you do it multiple times, there are some students that I'm meeting with every, um, every week, you know, just to help them see that there's a lot of ways that you can sort of do on your own right now, even though you're not in class and, and talking with other students. So, Thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. We are happy that Christina was able to join us this week and share some of the online resources that are currently available to us UW students, including drop-in academic advising. Please check out the UW Circle Facebook page for links to all of the resources. Also, be sure to check the Facebook page for this week's gift card raffle giveaway. Please do tune in next week for some exclusive entertainment from the UW Comedy Club. Topics include dating in quarantine, navigating online classes from home, and grocery shopping during a pandemic. We have also recently started our Circle Chats program where you can log into Zoom and reach out to UW Circle students for support. We are available to provide tips and resources on a wide range of topics. These chats are currently available Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 1 p.m., and Monday through Thursday, 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. You can find the Zoom link to these chats on our Facebook page. Thank you once again for tuning in, and we hope you will be listening next week.